Round up the usual suspects. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, what condition my condition was in. I woke up this morning with the sun down shining in. Where's the money, Lebowski? Where's the f***ing money, head? Oh, it's, uh, oh, oh, it's down there somewhere. Let me take another look. I found my mind in a brown paper bag, but then... 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. I tripped on a cloud and fell eight miles high. I tore my mind. On a jagged sky. Okay, you know, you guys aren't privy to all the new <laughs> so, uh, you know, that's what you, uh, that's what you pay me for. I just dropped in to see what condition my condition was in. Illinois Nazis. I hate Illinois Nazis. Yeah, let's cut through the chase, okay? What are you guys selling? I lost you $60,000. There is no one who wants to make that money back for you more than I do. Just one thing, dude. What's that? You have to use so many cuss words. What the f are you talking about? Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. I woke up this morning with the sundown. Well, no big station jacks. I'm Tamal Mitburn on the board. SP Futures down five. And the Futures down 15, so down a little bit. Uh, big news in Chicago is that uh, Brennan Jansen is the new mayor and that uh, Paul Vallis. Uh, not sure what that says. Other than mm. Kevin, I kept my streak alive. I never vote for a winner. It doesn't appear. Good job. Yeah, yeah. I have, uh, you know, issues with that. As a matter of fact, the uh, person I voted for in the Aldermanic runoff lost. And the person we supported in the fifth ward, uh, Eric Sfrentina, I think lost too by like 400 votes. Um, and there's, there's, uh, you know, the, there, there is a, a message here that I don't quite understand, uh, I don't, I don't get how with all this seemingly pretty big decision here and uh, how you end up with uh, essentially 500,000 voters out of, I think, a million and a half registered. I don't know how you... I don't know how it, it doesn't seem to play out that more people show up. I don't... I mean, I know walking down the block and putting the one vote in there, I mean, I'm smart enough to know that that doesn't do really any good, but if everybody feels that way, then clearly there's... <laughs> that's a problem, right? Uh... So I honestly don't know what to make of this, Kevin. I really don't. I uh, I have my 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 South Side roots and my I guess maybe it's my Catholic upbringing. I don't know. Maybe it's the fact that I had parents like you. Uh, this whole thing just smells to me. You better I rephrase that. I wasn't your parent. <laughs> uh, like like you like you had parents. Same sort of, you know. This is right. This is wrong. You know. Blah blah blah. I I don't. This whole new world. I just. I just don't get. I mean, the last people that have run for really anything for president, let's put it for that way, you had Hillary Clinton, who let people put trades in her account that weren't hers. Uh, you know, and, and, and anything that was remotely legal around the, around the gray area, she did. And so she runs against a guy named Trump, who everybody I've ever talked to that knew the guy from being young is probably the biggest sleazeball that ever walked in terms of not paying people, uh, threatening, go ahead, sue me, I have my in-house attorneys, it'll cost you whatever, even if you win, you'll lose. The guy who absolutely beat up people his entire life using the justice system as a club, even though I don't really like what's happening in Manhattan with him right now, uh, because I think the guy has an agenda, 
if anybody deserves it, it's this guy. Because <laughs> he's done it to everybody else his entire life. I, mean, you, to use the, I don't think the justice system works for anyone who doesn't have a lot of money. I mean, look at this guy who, who, uh, who uh, sued uh, Gwyneth Paltrow for the skiing incident. Now, mm. there might be some of us who, uh, who think if you run into Gwyneth Paltrow on a ski slope, it might be your best day. <laughs> Other people sue. I, I don't get it. Guy I don't think was hurt. Uh, so he sues. Now, he might have to pay her legal fees. Her legal fees were three hundred grand or something, plus or minus. For what? So, so don't put your legal fees at risk. You know, don't don't get yourself in a situation where you might have to pay legal fees if you're going up against someone who can afford the most expensive lawyers on the planet. Well, but it's but the point is, even she shouldn't be paying three hundred grand for these mopes. I don't. I mean, what I'm saying is that that puts the rest of the people out of the system. So then there's one step forward, and there's Joe Biden, who couldn't be happy with his Senate salary. His kid, of course, runs around, finds a way to make as much money as he can using the old man's name, which obviously is all over Washington at every level and every party, and which sucks big time. And now we get this guy running for mayor. Now, he's a Cook County commissioner, and I think those guys make somewhere between, uh, I think, I'm reading here this morning, I uh, this is a, a commissioner in Chicago. Make a local Cook uh, Cook County commit. What is the salary of a Cook County commissioner? It's uh, in t- twenty twenty one. The guy made somebody made thirty eight thousand. I got to believe it's way more than that now because all these guys went up. But I'm not sure what it is. Uh, well, here's so I mean it, it's something. But of course it's this bugaboo in in uh, Illinois of everything's a part time job. Now for me to be an alderman like Eddie Rodoliak, when you had a law firm. That basically prosecuted workmen's camp cases against the city. To me, I could never do that, and I don't think you could either. It's just not right now. Is it legal? As Brennan said yesterday, there is if you're work if you're a state senator or a state rep, uh, whatever a tax, the guy who does the tax stuff, the tax appeals guy, alderman, everything in Illinois except for maybe the governor, the mayor, and uh, is considered a part-time job. Okay. Well, in my business, FINRA is up everybody's ass to an amazing... If I, if I paint a house on a Saturday and get paid for it, and I don't tell them, I could get written up and my brother could get jailed, damn near, for not knowing about it. Yeah. So, so your brother better not piss you off. Huh? Yeah, well, but I'm saying... it's Because it's, you might have to turn yourself in. <laughs> yeah, but, well, it's been a while since I painted a house. But my point is, yet... These rules they let other people make for other people are nothing on themselves. I mean, what what possible creature that has a moral on earth would think that a Cook County Commissioner's second job should be a consultant to the, to the Chicago Teachers Union, getting paid for them? And now the guy is me- going to be mayor. What is the first teacher's kind? Con- are you salivating at their next contract? When uh, just about anybody are. knows that the that the, one of the biggest problems in the city of Chicago is the Chicago Teachers Union. Yeah, way too much power, and now they now they now they've had the the mayor on salary for what a decade or more. I don't know the exact number, but for a while. I mean, what the, what the bleep, Kevin? I, I I just fortunately I read I can leave, but I mean, and what I heard last night, it's it was the whole north side, uh, the community up there. So so we're promising diversity, and we're gonna and we're gonna tax rich white people. Okay, that 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 that's your that's your program. What does diversity mean? Putting somebody a job that doesn't doesn't know what they're doing. I mean, what, what does that what does that mean? I mean, if it, if it means not discriminating against anyone and picking the best person for the job, then I'm all for it. Have been my whole life. But the idea is you only 
consider gay, black, or women. I, I guess I'm out on that. And what, 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 where are we going with this? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Well, I, I don't either, Tom, uh, other than to say, um, you know, I, I just think we're kind of screwed here. Yeah. I, um, that that it's, it's not just Chicago. The Wisconsin Supreme Court election, uh, I, I think, was just a horrible choice. Um, I, I think... Um, you know, as as we go down, you know the the Biden administration. I, I won't I won't advocate for Trump, but I'll say um, that the the Biden administration has been a disaster in in so many ways, and largely because competence is not the uh, uh, the driving force in how the, they decided to complete the cabinet there. Um, and uh, and so you know we we run into uh, problems there. Um, frankly, I, I don't know that I uh, feel uh, ever felt much better, maybe in a few cases, but in general, any better about the Trump cabinet. And, you know, are, are we at the point where these, you know, uh, where I'm going to long, uh, long for the competence of the uh, Obama administration? Good Lord. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I always felt like the one thing that when Romney ran against him, that the one thing Romney would have brought to the table is competent people in the administration. Um, Never, you know, wasn't real fond of Romney from a policy standpoint, but at least I thought they would bring, you know, competence to government, at least a certain baseline of confidence. Confidence, we don't have it at any level. Um, We have ideology trumping competence at every turn, and that, you know, it's just not good for the country. Well, and I don't know what, I guess our generation uh, did one thing, I'm not going to say all of us, because uh, obviously we had a terrific young lady on here this week, and I sure as hell I'm not going to put her in this camp. Uh, somehow or another, a lot of young people just don't get it, and a lot of people. I mean, the idea that you that somehow or another this this money, no matter what you do, pops always has your back. Okay, or, or you weren't you didn't have to pay rent to stay at home. We were 35. I, I had to pay rent. Uh, if you if, there's there's some level here, Kevin, where this this whole generation just doesn't get it. I mean, Chicago's strength forever has been the transportation hub, which meant factories were here, companies were here, and they they even if you didn't like some of them, they drove the cash in the place. They built that that engine, built the parks, built the streets, built the whatever. I mean, if, if you don't realize that, you're a moron. Okay, now, did, could some of them have been managed better? Yeah. Did, did, are some people... I'm not talking perfection here, but the idea is we can go forward by just taxing these people out of existence because what we see the city look like, uh, I, I don't... I mean, that, Kevin, that dog doesn't hunt. And anybody who doesn't think that the weakness we're showing on every level in this country isn't making the fools in North Korea and China and, and Putin salivate, the, the fact is, you can't just say, well... They're not bad guys. We just treated them wrong. We've had people on the show that said, well, it's okay to invade Ukraine. Somehow uh, we sent, uh, what's his name, uh, who was the senator over there, and he talked about joining NATO. So so Russia is perfectly legit in going in there and murdering a hell out of people. No, they're not. I mean, Kevin, what, 
where where are people getting these ideas? I mean, I'm not always right, but boy, oh boy. Well, I, and and that's not an idea I would endorse. But I understand misgivings about being in, you know, about our involvement there. I, uh, you know, I, I get that. I, I think you know we we're looking at really bad choices because it's pretty darn hard to support Putin uh, both as aggressor uh, and just you know in, in general uh, in the way uh, you know the way he operates uh, um, you know uh, the, his his whole you know governance approach so I, I'm, I'm not suggesting that I do think it's you know I, I do think there is reason to have misgivings about um, you know about the Ukrainian uh, Ukraine administration as well so uh, you know it's it's not but they a didn't invade anybody that I find they did not invade anybody and and that's what i'm saying i, yeah. I you know it's it, I, I can be i can be against uh, uh putin and not feel good about that but isn't that you know isn't that the case that was uh, that has long been made about the saudis um you know the same thing well we shouldn't be supporting uh, the saudis because um you know because they're they're just not you know they're evil people too well you know maybe so but now, now that we are pushing the uh, Saudis away, we're paying a price for that. So I, I don't know. I mean, some some of these kinds of matchups you just can't win. Uh, well, the you, Saudi situation is slightly different. I mean, the uh, in, in one man's opinion, I'm no a Middle East expert, but when when the king was there, there was some sense that you could make a deal. I mean, we made a deal with the guy in the 1970s when when the oil embargo was strangling our place a little bit. Uh, to where those guys could, if they brought their money to the uh, uh, U.S. and bought treasuries here with the money, that somehow we would let we would stop being pissed off about the environment. Well, there was some some sort of story. And to this day, I think when you go to the when there's a treasury auction, I think the Saudi purchases are off book. There's some, something weird there. Carl probably knows when he comes in, but uh, it, but there's something weird there. But now with this prince, now to put everybody. In a, in, a, in a hotel and torture the hell out of him when he gets there for like a month until they agree to be on his side and murdering a, a, an international uh, media guy. All of a sudden now, he, he, he's to me, he's put himself in a whole different place than the, than, the, than our relationship with King Faisal. I mean, yeah, I, I'm looking sure at... Sure he has time. Uh, our problem is then when we want him to pump more oil, then we want to, gonna, you know, we're going to go over there and try and, uh, try, try and be nice to him. So, you know, wh- where's our consistency there? Um... And uh, and of course, uh, um, you know they're uh, they're giving the president the uh, uh, the middle finger on that uh, because of the uh, the pronouncements before. I understand that from their standpoint. Doesn't make them right. Doesn't make it okay. But somehow uh, or another, Kevin, it, but, this this younger, uh, very it, generous generation it, it, needs to understand that at every level, the people in the city who run around in cars and shoot people every weekend. They're not good people. They need to be stopped, either in jail or worse. They absolutely have to, because other people have a right to live too. The these people in Saudi, Putin, they're not Z. They're not good people. And, and, and the people that are like that, unfortunately, and I sure as hell wish there were none. There's a lot of people in this world that you you basically, I mean, mostly everybody in this world, you treat with honey. Other people, you better have a sledgehammer because the honey doesn't work. And somehow these young people, and I hate that because you know I'm a pacifist at heart. But I understand that the only way we're going to deal with guys like Putin is to be stronger than he is for him to be afraid of us. And if he's not, we got a problem. And, and there are people like that in the world at every level. 
The guy running around in the car shooting people, he has to be afraid of what's going to happen to him if he gets caught. If not, it doesn't appear like he's going to stop, Kevin. We we can throw free lunches at him. We do whatever we want. He's not going to stop because this is now his life that he's chosen. I mean, where am I wrong? You, well, you you aren't. What I and you, you certainly aren't on on the uh, the local uh, criminals running around, uh, you know, be, being who they are and, and behaving the way they do, and they're you know the the notion that these can be victims is just preposterous, uh, and yet that seems to be the policy in so many cities and and in in some states. Um, yeah, it's that, my fault, know, the, not theirs. That the, these are these people are just poor victims. They're, well, you know, maybe you know, maybe that maybe you could say that when uh, when the, the guy was twelve, but now he's a grown man and he's running around shooting people. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, you know, a little bit different, um, a little bit different circumstance. Um, I, I guess what I'm getting at on the foreign policy angle is that if we really stand for something, then we don't side with any of them. Um, and uh but if uh um uh but if if we you know if we have to pick sides yeah i guess i'll pick sides against putin uh no problem but that doesn't mean i have to like the uh, uh ukrainian regime i, I think uh, before better. before this all happened i think the guy the guy before this guy the guy with the huge palace and everything i'm going to say he was an equal opportunity slime slime bag as putin but he's not killing anybody he stayed where he was there, therein lies the difference. Mm. I mean, if, if you're a sleazeball and, and some island in the, in the Atlantic, I guess I won't stop my yacht there, but I don't care. But all of a sudden, now you start shooting a guy at the next island, now it's a problem. I, in my opinion, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, no, I hear you. I, I, like I said, I, uh, you know, I guess if I have to pick a side, I'll pick, you know, I, I'll pick a side. Um, the, you know, part of our problem is, you know, we're, we're fighting this proxy war with the Russians, and, but we're, we're, doing enough to, to prolong it and not enough for it to be won. Well, that's the problem, um, yeah. We're just like the Spanish and, Civil uh, War. And, and I don't know, maybe that's a brilliant strategy. Maybe it's just a strategy that is going to uh, put a big drain on the Russians. You know what? You really want to hurt them? You know, pump the hell out of the oil well, in but this country what, and, and yeah. drive down the price of oil because that's really going to hurt them more well, than that's anything what the, else. That's what the Russians did to us in Vietnam. They gave them just enough money for them to screw, to, to kill a bunch of Americans, and, and the MIGs and all that stuff. They were all Russian, right? Yeah. Well, they they did they did it to us there. Maybe this is payback. I don't know. I mean, they, well, may, maybe it is. May, maybe it's just brilliant. And and I didn't realize that Tony Blinken was that uh, brilliant. Uh, I tend to think not, though. Well, I, I'd rather not do those kinds of policies on other people's dead bodies. That would not be me. But you know, I'm some. But I, but the interesting part is everybody. Everybody says the guy from uh, Ukraine shouldn't be there because he used to be a comedian. Well, well I don't he, give a shit about that. Well, wait, wait a minute, but, but Trump can be president because he used to be, you're fired on TV. That's where he got his popularity. I mean, <laughs> you know, it, you, you never, sometimes you, it, it's, it's important to have a mirror in your office to look in the mirror once in a while. You know, it just, it just kind of helps, I think. SB Feeders down 250, SB Feeders down 8. Come back, uh, Carl's going to call in and we're going to talk a little bit about this uh, indictment in New York. I mean, because I, 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 for one, don't even understand it. Uh, so Carl offered to do some of the research on it. And uh, Kevin, you were teaching last night doing something worthwhile. So uh, I was watching the election results go against everything, everybody I ever vote for. So I think, you know, you know what? I think I voted for Obama's first term. It's the only winner I ever had. I started out voting for Jerry Ford. Was my, who was your first guy you could vote for? You're a little younger than me. 
first guy I could vote for would have been uh, 72, so... Um, so it was Jerry Ford. Uh, no, no, Ford was later. Ford no, he was wasn't. Ford was, was 76 with Carter. Well, who was 72? 72 was Nixon and... Oh, I didn't, yeah, uh, I, voted, I voted for Humphrey, so uh, I lost there, too. Humphrey, yeah. Oh, yeah, I lost that one, too. Or, was it Humphrey, or was uh, or was Humphrey was it Humphrey McGovern? 68? Oh, it, was, it had to be McGovern. McGovern, yeah. Yeah. I know because I have I have a lot of uh, old McGovern posters from my uncles who also supported McGovern. Oh God! So they were like, <laughs> I'm sure I voted for McGovern in that yeah. tricky dick. Oh yeah, God! We, we got right. a lot of those. Posters. Well, Carl's on, so let's yeah. get the break and let's get him on down here. Let's talk about the Trump right indictment. How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox, the control freak's guide to life, money, and probability. Luckbox shows you how to gauge the likelihood of success before you commit to an investment or any other decision. And Luckbox is free for one year at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Each new issue dives deep into the current investing climate, separates the signal from the noise with relevant trade ideas, and equips you with cutting-edge tactics you don't already know. Luckbox is the essential magazine for proactive investors who are hell-bent on pursuing life, luxury, and happiness through sports, fitness, travel, food, spirits, music, and a whole lot more. Smart investors don't bet on possibilities, they play the probabilities. Luckbox is $7.99 on newsstands, but you can subscribe for 10 free digital issues at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Don't rely on luck. Get Luckbox at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Is your business being challenged by the complexities surrounding healthcare reform or other matters related to human resources management? If so, then Cognos HR can help. A longtime friend and contributor to the Stocks and Jocks radio program, Cognos HR provides its clients with a perfect blend of strategic consulting and day-to-day HR management to drive overall improvement in business performance. Companies that join the Cognos HR family are better able to manage healthcare costs, enhance benefit offerings, and improve employee satisfaction by leveraging our access to Fortune 500 benefits. Our innovative onboarding and payroll technology, along with our constant attention to detail, enables us to provide the highest level of quality service to our clients. Now, your time and energy can be focused on generating business and increasing your bottom line. We'll take care of the rest. For more information, call us at 630-401-8810 or search us on the web at CognosHR.com. Cognos HR, innovation and human resources. Licensed in Illinois and Arizona. Hello, this is Tom Howell, the Chief. Confused about investing these days? I suspect you are not alone. Investing was never easy, although at times it may have seemed so. I think one reason behind the current concern, although maybe not explained as such, is how the fluctuation in the American dollar and the associated politics is affecting your investments and your wealth. It may not be enough to make some money in your investments. You may need now to make enough to exceed the amount that your leadership is depreciating the value of the dollars you've worked your whole life to accumulate. That same leadership has seen fit to maneuver risk-free interest rates to near zero. Providing positive risk-averse returns in a zero-interest and declining real-wealth environment is by far the toughest assignment I've ever had in my years as a money manager. I'm sure that a lot of you have heard that one way to possibly deal with this problem is to invest in so-called hard currencies like silver and gold, the idea being that they will retain their relative value in the face of devaluation of paper currencies like the dollar. To be honest, I have never been a gold bug. I've always had faith that having enough dollars and a good investment strategy was good enough. Now I'm not so sure. But I do know that if I did invest in gold or silver, I'd want to do it in the same manner as we do with PTI for investments in the market, with defined risk. If you feel the need to invest in gold or silver, we can do it using the same strategies that we use for our protected index program. No matter what you invest in, we feel that you need to know and control your risk. Find us at PTISecurities.com. That's PTISecurities.com. Stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Here, right now. 
Right here, right now, right now. Hello, everybody. Station Jacks. I'm Tom Allen. We have Mr. Kevin O'Neill with us. We have Matt Byrne on the board. We have Carl calling in to talk a little bit about the Trump indictment. Plus, he's going to have to enlighten us on what exactly is this. This is the, the the nails are out on this Disney versus Governor fight in Florida. I'm sure he's closer to this than than we are because I I'm not I'm not a Florida sort of guy. Whatever that means necessarily. Anyway, Dow futures are down 18. We're it's leaking here a little bit. Not much, hardly anything in the Dow. The only thing that's up a lot is Johnson Johnson's up 461. United Health's up 471, and also maybe Crowkin and Lightness is why exactly his medical area has just been going fire last week. They've been going up more than the oil has, but I'm I'm, I'm not exactly sure why. Uh, I'm sure it's some some program. So some other way of getting money out of people. Uh, DAX down 41.3%. FTSE up 31.4%. Kakaron down 9.1%. Uh, so let's say mixed and not much happening over in Europe. Uh, the Nikkei down 474. That's a lot. 1.7%. Um, New Zealand hiked their interest rates by 50 basis points. A surprise move. I don't know if I'm so sure what that does to the world, but seems to be doing something over in uh, China. Hang Seng down 134.7%. Shanghai up 16.5%. So Hang Seng's in danger going under 20,000 again as it's going back and forth every day. Yesterday, we actually were down a little bit. Dow's down 198. S&P futures down 23. S&P's down 23. NASDAQ down 63. Uh, Bonds are up one basis point, 335. The Bund unchanged, 226. Japan up fi- uh, down 15 to 0.47. It actually was over the max yesterday. When I say the max, the government says you can... You can travel between 0.25 and 0.50. They actually were over 0.50. Now they're under it again at 0.473. Oil down four cents. Oh, still over 80 bucks, 80.67. Brent down seven cents, 84.87. Natural gas unchanged to 11. Arbab up a penny, 2.75. We've got gold up 2,040. This thing went through 2,000 yesterday like dinner through a goose. Unbelievable. Silver down 16 cents, 24.94. Copper unchanged, 3.97. We got Bitcoin. Up 391, 28,543 is the dollar continues to be something nobody seems to want here. I mean, in terms of uh, on the world stage, however, the dollar is actually up a little bit, but still the euro is over 109, and the, and the British pound is almost 125. So it's dollar has been really getting clobbered the last few weeks. Matt, what do you got for us, uh, traffic weather sports? Yeah, good morning. Currently 6:39 a.m. on April 5th, 2023. This morning, Chicago, cloudy skies. Some heavy showers earlier this morning. Uh, currently 66 degrees downtown. Later on, if you can believe it, a high of 72. Uh, humidity at 91% this morning. Chance of rain, 63%. Our seven-day forecast indicates sunny skies for the next couple days starting tomorrow. Right now in Phoenix, clear skies, 43 degrees currently. A high of 68 later on. Sunny skies for the current forecast. The MLB started off this week. Yesterday we saw the Cubs win versus the Reds. Final score, 12-5. to Diamondbacks won as well. They were up against San Diego. Final score, 8-6. to And last night in the NBA, Bulls lose to Hawks, 105-123. to And Suns beat the Spurs, 115-94. to That's all for now, Chief. Back to you. We have Carl with us. We do indeed. You most certainly do. Uh, so, Carl, we got two huge issues for you. Uh, we want to talk about the, the, the Trump thing. And the only thing I mentioned earlier, I'll say real quickly again, is there is a certain poetic justice for a guy who's used the legal system to beat up on people he owed money to for, what, 50 years 
they finally get caught up in some mess himself, even though he probably doesn't belong there. <laughs> I mean, there's, I guess, I guess you could say what goes around comes around, but it took like 45, 50 years to actually do it. Well, I would agree with you there. I mean, I, <laughs> as, as anybody who listens to the show knows or reads any of my stuff, uh, I, I did not vote for Trump either time. And prior to the 2016 election, uh, when he had his platform up, with three planks that were basically going to fix about probably 80% of the CMS, that's Medicare Medicaid funding mess. Uh, I said, this is fraud. He's not going to do any of them. Uh, <laughs> of course, in politics, we call lying uh, politics, yes. right? Yes. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's nothing new. And, uh, and I said, you know, that's uh, anybody that votes for him on the premise that he's going to solve any of this, you're, you're out of your mind. It's not going to happen. And literally on the night of the election, they disappeared off of his website and were never seen again. So, uh, you know, I, and I took a victory lap on it. I was sitting in a bar at the time that happened, and I said, I, I told you so. Uh, there it was. But that does not change the fact that you can't get a speeding ticket that says, where, where some cop pulls you over and says, you were speeding, he gives you a ticket. He doesn't say where you were speeding. He doesn't say when you were speeding. He doesn't say by how much you were speeding. He just says you were traveling at an unlawful speed. Here, have a ticket. But he doesn't specify any of those things. They do that to cab drivers in Chicago, though they actually have the balls to put down you were illegally parked and give you a place even though you weren't there. Well, now, now wait a minute, but they, but they gave you a place. Yeah, they gave you a place at least. Well, which which is what makes the ticket legitimate, quote unquote legitimate. Yeah. Okay, now if you could prove you actually weren't there, then obviously you could beat it. But but the point is this: I can't turn around and I can't say, Chief, uh, you're guilty of murder. I'm indicting you for murder. You you need to show up today in court. You stand accused of murder, and you say, Well, who did who's who got murdered? Well, we'll, we'll tell you that later. Well, what it. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, think about the absurdity of this, okay? Th this, by the way, was the gist of two of the grievances that the colonists had with the King of England. This was the essence of two of the reasons we had a real, no BS revolution in the United States, which was not at the time the United States, and now is. This was a common tactic. And the British crown, on occasion, when they decided they didn't like you, would indict you without telling you what you, were, what you did, okay, without meeting the elements of an offense. And then they'd extradite you frequently back to England and try you there without, ever spe without managing to first specify the elements of the offense. Now, what they said, and I'll save people the, the trouble of reading 16 pages of basically boilerplate that's copy and pasted. If you want to, I've got the indictment up on the ticker this morning. Uh, what they said was, here's, here are all these different times, each of which is a check number or a ledger tag entry. Okay, basically an ordinal number, a, a unique identifier in a general ledger, okay, because every every line item in a general ledger has some kind of an identifier to it. Um, you know, so does your trading co confirmations, right? right. Oh, yeah. yeah, they got they got an index number. Okay, so, so each of these offenses uh, was that. 
However, the element of the offense to make it a felony is, and I've read the statute in New York, uh, is number one, that you made a, you, you intentionally made a false business record entry. Okay, now I can see the state having a legitimate interest in not having that happen. So I, uh, that, okay, I mean, uh, normally I would think of that as a civil issue because if somebody gets defrauded, they can sue. But um, yeah, I can. Well, see unless that. it's unless it's a tax issue, unless it's to uh, right. well, turn a ledger industry into something, a ledger entry into something that's not tax uh, related to tax. Take it well, off. The it, books. Well, that's right, Kevin. And, and one of the things that I pointed out when this whole thing started was that, it, and where this would have been a legitimate indictment, is if he was taking personal expenses above the line as business right. deductions. That's a crime because now you are not paying taxes on that money and oh by the way every state that I'm aware of has a business franchise tax even those places that don't have personal income taxes so there that's what I thought this indictment might be me and too was, me too I thought for sure it was said to do with him taking the stuff off on his taxes yeah and, and you know what and I and, and it was one of the reasons I wrote an, a blog entry of you know when this whole thing first started I said folks shut up until you can actually read it because if that's what the essence of this thing is it's a, it you know you may you may not like the fact that they went after him but it's a, there's actually a charge there okay there's a there there no 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 instead we've got this now that's the first element the second element however and what makes it a felony is that it has to have been done to cover up or further a crime. Now, the crime doesn't have to be a felony. The crime could be a misdemeanor, but it has to be a criminal offense. And that is explicitly specified in the statute. Well, they never said what the crime is. But it was named in the indictment about ten times. Some of this, this alleged criminal offense, they never said what it was, right? No, actually, it's in every single charge. Yeah, but they never said what it was. Well, they that's never right. said what it was, and um, uh, the uh, uh, the prosecutor Bragg is saying, "Well, I don't have to disclose that. All I have to disclose is that this uh, what the crime is. All I have to disclose is what uh, that there was a crime because I'm not charging him with the original offense, which you know obviously is." being too clever by half well it's well it's a violation of 18 usc 242 yeah it is a federal offense what bragg has done it is a federal offense for the judge to have allowed this into his courtroom without immediately throwing it out as void for lack of of, of capacity as state an actual crime well, well we don't think we don't we nobody thinks there's any other state crime against that there how oh, can i rephrase this that there is such a crime percolating through another grand jury in New York. There, there, there's no evidence of that at all, correct? Uh, Tom, Tom, it makes absolutely no difference if, if there's something percolating, okay? okay? He has to have been charged with or convicted of. The, the, I mean, the, the other charge has to exist. doesn't have to be proved yet if it was, if he's been charged with it, if he was charged with it somewhere, or somebody's been charged with it that this is related to, and it is percolating through the justice system, Fine, but then this indictment, it's valid, but it gets told until the other one's resolved because if he's acquitted, well, then poof, it goes away like, you know, like somebody cut wind in church, right? So, but the, but the problem here is there is no other charge. Well, could it, could it be a federal charge that nobody knows about? Uh, where? Well, it's, yeah, I don't, I don't, 
Well, uh, that's uh, that's the whole problem, Chief. It's it, like I said, you I cannot, you know. Well, okay, let's let's slow down a bit. You still live in Chicago. Well, the guy doesn't have to show up for court again until December. It's a long time. They must have, there's nothing there. Well, I, but hold on a minute. You still live in Chicago. Yeah. And and guess what? You just got rid of Lori Lightfoot and put something even worse than Lori Lightfoot in there. I think so, so too. You know, so this afternoon, the Chicago Police Department is going to show up. As soon as we get off, actually, as soon as we get off the air, I have it on good authority. They're going to show up, and they're going to charge you with murder. Because somebody got murdered last night. Yeah. We don't know who it was, but somebody got murdered last night. And by God, Chief, you are guilty. You need to be in the dock well, right I, now. You're pretty much guaranteed that somebody got murdered last night. Well, I could pretty much guarantee. Yeah. I, I, Actually, I think you know what, though? It rained all night. So in a, in a Hey Jackass, they call that a rain delay. Well, uh, yeah, you got a point there, too. I, You know, this is, this is the kind of nonsense. I mean, you, know, you, you want to know where this kind of stuff goes? Cash App founder Bill Lee was apparently stabbed to death in San Francisco a couple of nights ago. Yeah. He's dead. Well, yeah. In San Francisco. Which has the same sort of nonsense going on on a daily basis that New York and now Chicago has. It's I don't but the the the, the people that are voting for these guys, they somehow don't think and this other stuff affects them. They think that there's always a fairy godfather up there somewhere, like maybe dad used to be or mom for them. There's something wrong here. There's, even though they see wealthy people in Chicago moving out by the day, there's always going to be enough left for whatever you, you feel like doing. I don't, but, so we're, uh, just in terms of, of timing, let's, let's say the guy continues to run for president, which I think he's going to, and say, now this is, this is December, the next arraignment, where he may or may not have to be there. Now, the election's, what, a year from November? I mean, what, what, what is this? There's no way this thing, unless some other, even, I, mean, I don't know much about this as you do, but unless this other crime shows up, this thing's going nowhere, to, to me even. Uh, if the other crime doesn't show up other than an irritant, out of all the, all the crap this guy's pulled in 40 years, this is the best they can do? You know, I, as I pointed out in the column I, I, that showed up, this morning, just before I got on the air, and I wrote it yesterday after the indictment dropped. I can come up with a dozen reasons to indict this SOB and throw him in prison for the rest oh, yeah. of his miserable life. Oh yeah. Okay. We can start with all the garbage he pulled during COVID. Yeah. I, I, I can I can come up with a million counts of involuntary manslaughter. I can come up with hundreds of thousands of counts of fraud. <laughs> all right. I mean, I you know, go down the list. And, and oh, by the way, uh, while you have this thing called qualified immunity in the United States, it is void if you go outside your remit as an as a public official. You can pierce it. It's very hard to do. It's not easy, but you can pierce it. And I have uh, I have successfully shaken loose something that a government official was attempting to do that was of substantial value from my point of view, and was worth the legal power in order to get it done on exactly that basis, that if you don't cut this garbage out, you've got a very pretty house, and it's going to be mine. Well, <laughs> okay? Hey, and, how about saving, you know, saving that till, till Friday? And, and are, are you going to be the referee and put DeSantis and uh, the, the Disney guy in a ring, or what's going on down there? Well, you know what? He's even... The, the, the stuff that DeSantis is pulling... And, and by the way, Lee just did the same thing down here in Tennessee, okay? So this is this is not... 
a DeSantis only thing. Uh, so DeSantis crafted a a law because he got it signed through the legislature. This is the second time he's done it. He did it with the, with the COVID vaccine mandate. Well, we got some time. Well. Give, give, give all of us the background on the Disney thing a little bit before all right. you. All right. So the background on the Disney thing is that it is that years and years ago, before there was a Disney thing. <laughs> well, 67, 65 or somewhere. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, this was, you know, this was when the mosquito, mosquitoes and alligators were the largest things in Osceola County down where Orlando is, basically. And, uh, and, and boy, do they have the big mosquitoes, too. Um, so they got a, a few dozen people who worked for Walt Disney Company to live there. And then they got this impre- this improvement district called the Reedy Park Reedy Creek Improvement Area uh, passed essentially as a home rule uh, for all intents and purposes, like a county, but not a county, but like a county, which which is allowed under the Florida Constitution. It's a it's a rather interesting twist in the way that they do things there. Uh, and and you know back at that at that point in time, this made some sense because you had an awful lot of land down there and nobody really wanted. And, uh, you know, that had something to do with those 10-foot alligators and mosquitoes the size of quarters. Carol, when, when this first started, somebody, one of the listeners, it wasn't you, because uh, you're not a listener, you're, you're, well, you are, but you're also the uh, co-host, but as he's, is Kevin. He's one of the usual suspects. One of the usual suspects, but <laughs> might have been you, Kevin. It, somebody sent me uh, headlines of, the, you know, the, the county ink blot where they were, they were wondering who all these people were that were buying all these houses. But they were just happy because they were paying up for it. But it turns out they were all Disney employees, right? Right. The whole thing was the whole thing was rigged, it, and it was. And Walt did this on purpose because he'd gotten screwed out in California, and he wanted to make sure it didn't happen again. It was his motive was he he basically got landlocked out in California and couldn't go any bigger, and got very unhappy about this because there was nothing he could do about it. And so he he's you know hey we're not going to have that happen to us again. And so he, you know, he did this. Okay, fine. But when, when DeSantis and the legislature put this bill together to strip Reedy Creek, which they can do under the Constitution of the state of Florida, um, and, and there are some technicalities in doing it, but they can do it. We well, can replace the commissioners or something, can he? Yeah, and, and well, essentially, they can void the, the charter for all intents and purposes, basically what it comes down to, because it's not a county. Okay, it's kind of it's it's got sort the same of sort county, of power. Yeah. yeah, it's got the same sort of power, but it's not a county. But they got commissioners and stuff. They're all right. Disney people, right? So there's, I mean, you know, it's like any other legislative body, right? It's there's, you know, there's there's a body there that that you know takes actions and votes. So what? But what DeSantis did was he didn't put essentially an anti-dilution or a standstill clause into the legislation. Now they de- that that's intentional. Anybody that has three IQ points in their head to rub together. You know, when I, when I was negotiating the sale of MCSnet, there was a standstill clause in our agreement, okay? I'm not going to do anything that's going to screw the firm during the time that we're negotiating this thing because that's what the acquiring organization, what they were buying was what was there before they did it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, so, I mean, this is absolutely bog-standard language in any kind of contract. And anybody with any hint, any sense would put this into the legislation. Well, they didn't. And so on the way out the door, the Reedy Creek commissioners signed contracts that are good for, uh, you know, they, they dated it off of some 
ancestor's you know, last living child, which you have to do. Because it's, that's British law. Yeah, it, it, well, it's well, because but you, a contract has to have a termination date. So right, it has that, to have that's a date. They were doing it. Right, it has to have a date on it. You can't say this is perpetual. You have to actually have a date. So that so that's what they did, and and it's but that DeSantis and the legislature did not have a standstill or a look back clause is absolute nonsense. That was intentional, and it's the same sort of thing that they just did down here in Tennessee. They passed a law that said you can't have kids in adult drag shows because it's obscene. But they didn't. They did not specify what sort of actions would constitute obscene conduct. So, you know, simulated sexual performances, for example, right, which, oh, by the way, is in the other laws relating to adult cabaret, so you can't take a kid into a titty bar. It's illegal to do that in this state. Okay, well, guess what? They didn't put that in there. So a judge struck this thing as a violation of the First Amendment because you didn't specify the conduct that is violative of the Craig, law. We had a couple minutes. When you say it was intentional, DeSantis didn't intentionally want to lose this to Disney. Yes, he did. He was trying to get... This is all for political points. He had no intention that this was actually going to be upheld and go through. And the same thing with Lee here with the, with the, the gay dancers on kids' laps. Right, so why is he so pissed off now that he's lost? Says he intended to lose. Oh, because he's because now he gets to fundraise, and this is a this is a great talking point for his presidential campaign, which we all know he's going to try to run. And and this is but let uh, Tom, legislators do this all the time. Governors do this all the time. The president of the United States, and, and his you know Trump and his bump stock ban and this other nonsense. They do this all the time. They don't actually want these policies to stand up. What they want to do is make it expensive as the blankety-blank for the ordinary guy that gets caught up in this, and they want to use it to sell fundraising. So this is like Rastinkowski telling some guy, I know you can't vote for the for the bill, but you help me out and vote them, take it to the Senate floor and out to, or the House floor, and I can take it from there. Something you got like it. It's it's all a con job, and it and it is extremely common in American politics. And most of what has been going on here is that. Kevin, you got thirty seconds. Any questions I didn't ask? I'm sure there's a million of them. Well, uh, let me see. Back on the Trump thing. Let me take a quick look. Um, Stormy. Day. Oh, uh, yeah. The the other thing that uh, I you know that that I think is going to be problematic for them is. Uh, is that the crime is to uh, allegedly, um, you know, if if they're going for election law, uh, this the, all the charges are in 2017. Well, yeah, um, there's a statute of limitations problem too. Well, so there is a statute of I mean, if it's if it's misdemeanors, it's past the statute of limitations. They're trying to make these into felonies so that they uh, so that the sta- uh, statute of limitations ex- uh, is extended. But in addition to that. The election was over, <laughs> so, so it, you know. So I guess what they're trying to say, if if they use election fraud, is it, is that he was trying to cover up uh, in order to win the election exactly, exactly. last year. Yeah, um, and I, I I think you know there's going to be a, a pretty tenuous connection to make there too. Well, I don't know how I don't know how they get past the statute of limitations even on the felony. My understanding is that on that particular charge in New York, it's five years. But I, I, you know, I'm not. Uh, I haven't read through the entire 
you know, the entire book of, of, of truth as far as, you know, New York State law goes. Oh, God. You don't want to do so, that. But they don't, they don't even want to go to trial until January, which just coincidentally happens to be primary season. Well, we'll know, no, more, about really? this on, we'll know more about this on Friday. I just, the timing of this, the next arraignment is not to December. If they don't come up with a with a crime by then, I, I think the thing fizzles. But then what does that do for the next year? This is going to be weird. Uh, uh, Chief, Chief, they're going to get a motion to dismiss within the next two weeks. It's over. Uh, that could very well be. Uh, well, but they've done some. They've done some wonderful judge shopping on this one too, so it might oh. not be over. Okay. Well, yeah, you got a point there. SP futures down three. Nasdaq futures down three. Down just a little bit. Be right back, uh, Professor Russell Rhodes. Are you one of the millions of people who suffer with pain? Do you wake up in the morning with stiffness in the lower back or neck? Why are you using medication to cover up the symptoms without treating the actual cause? Painkillers, muscle relaxants, and anti-inflammatories are not the answer. At ChiroMed, physicians are trained to detect the cause of your symptoms and to correct the underlying problem. If you're ready to listen to common sense and do what it takes to make changes in your body that can affect your health for the rest of your life, give ChiroMed a call and set up a complimentary consultation. They are located in Orland Park and can be reached at 708-403-2727. 20,000 patients over 22 years have been treated at ChiroMed and over 90% of them have had positive results without medication or expensive surgery. Isn't it time you did something good for your body too? Give ChiroMed a call, 708-403-2727. That's 708-403-2727. Let's get you pain-free and living again. Hi, I'm Audrey Johnson, an owner of HomeSource Realty and a frequent contributor to Stocks and Jocks. If you're nervous about the stock market and considering diversification or are looking for a rate of return way better than your banks, consider adding rental properties to your portfolio. Whether it's a condo, single family, or multi-unit building, I can help you select a property that meets your financial needs. Call or text me at 708-349-3456. That's 708-349-3456. Or visit my website at myhomesourcerealty.com. That's myhomesourcerealty.com. Interested in promoting your business to a high-end audience comprised of entrepreneurs, traders, executives, and the everyday business person? Consider advertising on Stocks and Jocks. With a devout listenership covering the Chicago market along with a vast online presence, advertising on Stocks and Jocks may be just what it takes to put your business over the top. For more information, contact me, Matt Weber, at matt at stocksandjocks.net. That's matt at stocksandjocks.net. Stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Right here. Right now. Right here. Right now. Right now. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit smoking. It might be that week. Wrong week. To, <laughs> wrong week. To, to, Most to, certainly. But it might just be the wrong week. Uh, S&P futures down three. Nasdaq futures down three fifty. But the professor is going to enlighten us on just about everything here. Is he with us? He is indeed. I'm here. Professor, I'm here. how are you? I'm doing okay. You're coming in loud and clear. As soon as uh, right. Matt kicks your volume up a hair, then mm-hmm. you're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, all the technology seems to be working okay. Yeah, and uh, everything's every, everything's just perfect in the world. We're getting some new leadership in Chicago. And I keep it my streak um, alive. Everybody I vote for <laughs> loses. Yeah, I um, you know, I, I when I ran for school board, I kind of wish you had voted for me then. Um, <laughs> <God. That> <laughs> you would have saved four years of my life right there. Oh man, it's so. uh, 
there's there's <laughs> a there's a an amazing yeah, I guess I, I can put this into words is uh is people talk about government all the time obviously and people talk yeah. about themselves and then there's this overriding uh boy it was like George Stigler standing in front of me lecturing he would talk about people end up with the government they deserve and and it reflects well. basically back on them now the them you know it's pretty hard to say who the them is but uh mm-hmm. but if you look at a government that continually overspends and and is you know every year they're 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 you know twenty percent fifteen percent out on their skis and what they're taking in with some total b s that don't worry all these programs are going to be accretive in ten years from now it'll all be okay would i mean no, nobody would announce the brains could believe any of that uh yet you look at not everybody. I mean, there's a lot of people who don't have any debt in this country, don't want any, had it before, don't ever want it again. Whatever it is, it's not everybody. But on balance, you look at a country that's doing the exact same thing. So it's not like you're going to spank your politicians for, for borrowing ahead when you're all borrowed ahead yourself. I mean, it's the way you're doing business. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. I mean, and, and when you look at, uh, you take this mentality forward and you look at the nuts and bolts of, the uh, the the mayoral election here, and there was a lot to it. I mean, it's very racial near the end, the whole bit. But there's a lot to it. But the bottom line comes down to there's there's a group that feels that other people somehow have taken advantage of them, and to a certain extent, maybe they're right. But all those people have to be taxed down, and, and the money needs to be transferred to me and people like me, no matter what it is, and without any mm-hmm. regard to. Those people are leaving. They're dying. By the way, where is the industrial base? When's the last time a factory was built here? Without any regard to what you do to the base itself when you do that. But I'm not. I'm not going to crown the people who used to do, you know, ream uh, water heaters at 79th and, and Kedzie as you know perfect citizens. I'm, I'm never going to do that. But I do know mm-hmm. that there were a thousand people that worked there that aren't there anymore. And and that that thousand people in that factory, you know, kept the the lunch places going around there, kept the bars going around there, kept the people mm-hmm. in the CTA bus getting there. I mean, could we have made the place cleaner? Could we have done something on the edges to make things better? Well, hell yeah, you know. And did they pay off the alderman? Who knows? Probably, you know. But the point is, you can't wish all these people away and then all of a sudden expect the amount of money that you want for your entitlement for your for your doggy park for all this other stuff to magically be there and i don't think yeah. there's there's a big chunk of society realizes there's a connection here they yeah just, no, there's a huge the- connection there and there's there was an example yesterday um which you know which nobody in chicago probably even noticed uh do you know what ken griffin did yesterday i know he's been going to miami for forever so well, uh, no he he, do- he donated 50 new soccer fields are going to be built for okay. the city of miami yeah. he's donating them that's, you know, because uh, Chicago's gone in the toilet as much as it has, uh, you know, that's something that's not happening in Chicago because, you know, you can, you can hate Ken Griffin up and down for, for, you know, the way how well he's done within the markets and how he's gone about doing it, but he is, he's, he's a fairly decent corporate citizen. Um, he, you know, he tried to be in Chicago and, you know, and, and, you know, his in in order to attract decent people and have them come into the office, he basically had to move himself, move his whole company down to Miami. 
Well, where, I don't know if he had to, but he did. I don't know if you remember, but before before COVID, uh, I went to one of the, and I, I talked about this with you. I, I went to a, one of the Auction Industry Council, one of the OICs, you know, spring boondoggles, which is usually in April. I think it's like in, it's in Nashville in a couple of weeks. But it was in Miami. And the mayor of Miami was walking around. He, he had signed up to go to OIC. He was walking around. And he was going up to people and saying, you know, do you have the, what, have you ever considered moving your business down to Florida? And five years later, you know, every weekend there seems to be some sort of uh, hedge fund boondoggle in Miami. It's become like a financial center because they've been very business friendly. I assume that it's relatively safe down there. I don't really go out at night, so I don't know. But, you know, there, that, that's, yeah, that's what's going to happen to Chicago, right there. Well, we could... it's just the, the 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 stuff does not appear out of nowhere, like you said in the first hour, and the the resources to you know to, to make the city a decent place to live and have the kind of things that you want to would want to raise your family around. It's just never. It's just not going to happen. It, it, it we're going in the exact opposite direction. I mean, all I, it's kind of sad. All I ever wanted to do was, you know, grow up, get out of Tennessee and move to Chicago. And I, you know, we, I, I can't wait for my kid to finish high school so I can just permanently not be in Chicago anymore. Yeah, it's a, uh, I don't, I mean, and, the whole, the whole, I'll, I'll cut the Ken Griffin thing into two pieces. How the trading community used to be a couple of thousand people or 5,000 people and now it's like four people now of course they have a million employees that's not so it's not like it's four individuals yeah. how those fee- people control the markets because I still trade every day all day long for people and the markets basically suck I mean we we oh I know we, I know we, the markets are kind of difficult but I, I mean I'm talking more like the you know Losing the tax base. Oh yeah, oh yeah, without a doubt. Innocence. Well, we, we were uh, we were too stupid to fight for the exchanges. We were too we were too stupid to to fight for open outcry. We we have, yeah. there's nobody down here. There's still a little. Oh, bit I, of, I mean, I mean, it, I mean the, you know, the three four hundred people on the SIBO floor, but um, no, for the most part, there are not a whole lot of people downtown anymore. But what I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going with this is, it, I mean, on a, on a personal level. When, when a guy like that, when you're making a million dollars a day, you know, kicking out a, soft, a soccer field, I used to, as, as a graduate of uh, Notre Dame, the, the Catholic institution, or whatever it is, uh, I think it used to be more Catholic than it is, but that's another story. Uh, mm-hmm. when, I, when, when I see, like, an Eddie DeBartolo, now, I, the rumor has it that, um, you know, he was the union buster of Atlanta, in Ohio, so Ted Hesperg would never take his money. This is the rumor. Mm-hmm. And uh, so as soon as Ted was out, of course they gleefully grabbed the guy's money. And uh, I don't know, you, I don't, I don't, I don't think you're Catholic. Uh, but whether you are, or whether you're wrong, your knowledge will Do you know? Do you know what indulgences are? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So totally I, know what. Totally know what an indulgence is. So I, I think it's, that, it's, it's why I'm so broke. <laughs> well, for those that I'm don't know, no, there, go ahead. If, 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 if you're croak and you're not ready for heaven. The old teaching—I don't even think they teach this anymore. The old teaching was you had to spend some time in pur- purgatory to essentially work off your your bad deeds before you're welcome into heaven. In the Middle Ages, they used to go around selling indulgences, which were essentially time off in purgatory. And and, and there was a couple things you could do to get a a plenary indulgence, which essentially was 
a get-out-of-jail-free card, for lack of a better term. And, and I, don't, I never quite figured out whether if you got a plenary indulgence and you did something bad the next day, whether it started over again or if it was good for anything you did going forward. But yeah. I, there was nobody. I couldn't <laughs> ask the Cardinal about that one. We weren't on speaking terms. So anyway, I, when, when people would drop this 35 mil on Notre Dame when it used to be a lot of money, I really thought they thought they thought they were buying indulgences. <laughs> Russell, is that is that, a, is that is that is that an awful way to look at it, or what? I mean, I mean, they, so so somebody is a sleazebag their entire life, so they they give Notre Dame thirty five mil. Does that mean they go right to heaven? I I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if there is a heaven, but if there is, I'm not so sure. The big upstairs would be blown away by that one. Do you? No, no, <laughs> I, I, I don't think I, I don't think he cares that much. That's funny. About, you paid somebody off, but the. Uh, you know, it would. It, I mean, I look at the. Uh, well, since we're talking about this a little bit, and you obviously are interested, in it, what do you make about the the, uh, the people not showing up? I mean, with the, I'm going to say there's a million and a half voters in the city. It looks like about five, half five, a million, about five hundred and fifty thousand voted. Maybe a little more. If uh, and plus, why if uh, the guy is only down by ten thousand votes and there's ninety thousand mail-in ballots, why did he concede? What am I uh, you know, I mean, you, you know, statistically, they, they, they know how things are going to turn out if, if a certain, you know, a handful of precincts go one way or another. You know, oh, I yeah, mean, that, yeah. That, yeah, I mean, that, so that, that, that's typically, you know, or they're, you know, it, it, it just reaches the impossible point, you know. Why, if, why is the... I, you know, and this is going to sound, you know, I, I, I think I've... I've been recorded saying all kinds of things that could get me, get myself canceled this week, but I attribute it to a concussion. So I've got a doctor's note. Okay. Uh, but if you know, if if he looked up and you know Lawndale and and you know those types of that that area, which is heavily African American, um, had not you know we hadn't gotten their votes quite yet, and he was down by ten twenty thousand votes. Uh, it, it's pretty obvious what's getting ready to come in is not going to make it any better. Why do you suppose yeah. the so, uh, so that's why I mean that I, you know you you concede when you know if if you're an adult unlike you know the last president who never conceded, uh, you, when it's very apparent that's what's going to happen. That's as a gentleman, that's what you do. You step, you stand up, and say, you know, I I lost this thing. Well, so what if, what if they come in and miraculously they swing all one way? Does he unconcede? I I would assume that you know the. Well, the the results have to be certified. I I went through this um, when I, when I ran for school board. There was like you know you saw what the votes were, and then there was something official a week week and a half later, and then I and I couldn't go. It's like it's why I couldn't go into office the next day. Right. You know what I mean? I, that that I had to wait a few wait a week or two. But I mean, they're still going to count these certified. So yeah, they're still going to count them, and it's very possible that. You know, they they could all of a sudden go. Oh my goodness! We 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 found right next to this box of votes for Nixon. We just found a box of votes for ballots. Um, well, I'm not so sure so, that the that the, the mail-in ballots are are going to be as equally split. I mean, I I guess I don't know. I, I mean, I, who knows? I mean, I my my assumption again. It's funny because uh, we're interviewing um, people to. To, for for a, we're we're interviewing for somebody to be a, uh, a business data analytics professor down here, and one of the people that I interviewed uh, recently 
uh, you know, as part of the group of interviewing was their one of their jobs in data analytics was, um, you know, in the politics area. And they would find it. Shoot, it was pretty interesting to listen to her explain how they do everything uh, and how they know what the trends look like and don't look like way ahead of time. Uh, and, and in fact, uh, they would go knock on doors, but they would only go knock on doors of people that had voted in the last two elections. And they would take that data and look at it. So, you know, they, they would know if all of a sudden there's a big turnout in an area that didn't have a big turnout before, they may be in trouble. It, it, it was really fascinating to listen to all of that. Well, so I got a, a text it, last night from our buddy Greg, uh, Greg Pappas, uh-huh. and he and he was saying that the, uh, essentially the north side, Reed Boys Town and Edgebrook, are what put this guy over the top. So Boys Town and Edgewater? Edge, Edgebrook, the one uh, Edgewater, yeah. I don't even, I don't way up north, way like the, the, yeah. the nice part of Rogers Park, like way the hell up there. Uh, yeah. Put him mm-hmm. over the top. Now, I don't. I you know, I don't know that. Uh, I mean, you can only take this diversity thing so far. I mean, you, you can only get a job in a city that has money to pay you. Right, right. You know, I, so. I'm sure. I, on the one hand, I'll say you know Chicago will survive. On the other hand, I don't know that they can I, handle another four years down the rat hole. I, I don't know. I it's it's really upsetting to me. Um, I I I wasn't there, so I wasn't paying close attention to it as you guys were. Uh, and I don't live in the city. I'm one of those seven million people that lives in the suburbs that yeah. tell everybody they live in Chicago. So I, I wouldn't have been able to vote for in that election. But and and I don't know that much about either of the candidates. I just know that Vallis uh, has been a wh- around for a while. He's been you know I guess a decent administrator for the things that he ran, and you know felt like he might bring a level of organization. That, that they don't have right now right. in City Hall. And, and uh, you know, in the first hour, uh, you guys were talking about how, you know, the, the but, or it was just mentioned in passing, there was kind of a throwaway line that uh, the Biden administration has been kind of, kind of a mess. And I think it's been kind of a mess because they don't have really good quality people in right. there. Uh, they don't have serious people. You know, I'm going to steal a line from the, sh- the show Succession uh, where, you know, he... The, the head guy is pitted up against his kids right now, and there's a line where he says, you're just not serious people. And I, I think you can almost take that to what's going on in the world now, that other global leaders look at our leadership, and it's not just the, pre- it, it's you know, the goofiness that, that you see from some of the people in Congress, um, you know, and, and what you see going on in our big cities. How can you take us seriously? Well, you when do you wonder, see, and I, I, when, I you, when you see what looks, you know, the the amount of shit that is going on. Yeah. Well, you look in at, our country. You know, I, I, I can't even think of another word for that. Well, Russell, you look. You know, I always look at the, you know, it's it's part of my my Pullman ancestry, and all the engineers I used to talk to all day long. I look at the incompetence of what's going on, and these are these are simple things. The guys, are, ah, chief, what are, yeah. what are you worried about this crap for? Well, Mayor Lightfoot decides she's gonna she's gonna have a uh, NASDAQ, NASCAR, not NASDAQ, NASCAR race. Oh, yeah, no, the Na- th- th- this is, wait, wait, this is a, you're stealing my example. And go ahead, but this is the thing that I just, I, I, I just made my head spin. But well, go, go ahead, because well, I, I love what you're getting ready to well, talk about. Well, but she, so she just, she cuts his deal, somebody does. Now, obviously, nobody, and, and the lady ran for alderman, alderperson in uh, the Fifth Ward, 
she was one of the deputy mayors. She told me the place is chaos. She couldn't wait to get out of there. You know, but I mean, so they decided they're going to do this race downtown. Now they did it in Detroit. I don't know if any other city's ever done it, but essentially it's a NASCAR race on city streets. So it takes a while. You got to make sure there's not a lot of bumps or the cars are going to go flying like the streets normally are. No. I don't think. Did they even talk, Russell? All of a sudden, like three months later, hey, guess what? There's not going to be any softball in Grant Park because that's where we're going to stage for the race. What do you mean? There's there's like oh, twelve diamonds. And, oh, and, that, I mean, and for a few days, and for a few days, people aren't going to be able to physically get to Taste of Chicago. No, no, no. And then the, is, no, no you, I mean, it, it was just the 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 absolute. Yeah, but you mess. missed you missed that. You missed the the yeah. the sequel to that. Taste of Chicago has now been moved. Well, no, they had to move it. Yeah, they had to move it. Because they moved it to Navy Pier, right? Uh, No, they think they ended up moving it to another date in uh, September. Didn't it screw up the Blues? Oh, they moved it to a different date. Oh, Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. And then then, then, didn't it screw up the Blues? How do do you not get together and say, hey, gang, we're thinking about this on on July 4th. By the way, what else we got going on July 4th? Well, let's see. There's a Bear game. There's a Cub game. There, there's Taste of Chicago. I mean, that would be a bad weekend. Oh, okay. Well, do they not even know? I, I'll give you the, the, the latest. Is I mean, Matt's fighting this every morning coming in, so we're a little late. This Kennedy construction, which is yeah. right right after the Jane Byrne construction. Now, why you wouldn't have done it while you already had the, the, already had the lanes closed off, mm. I don't know. So, if, if you're going to O'Hare, and now it's I went home last night. I, I foolishly took that. It took me 30 minutes to get like four state, four exits, so I'm never going to do that again. I, I tried it one more time. So if if you're going to O'Hare on the Kennedy and you see that the thing is mobbed, your your best alternate, probably your only alternate, is to scoot down the Eisenhower, if that's not horrible, and get on the Tri-State 294 there and take the 294 up to O'Hare. So guess what yeah. they did two weeks ago? They closed the ramp from the Eisenhower to the Tri-State for the next year and a half to redo the ramp. <laughs> now, yeah. you, this, this is, you can't define stupidity like this. Does, does nobody talk? Does nobody care? I mean, I, it, yet it, it happens at all levels of government. We can't figure out how to stop people from coming downtown and shooting people every night. We can't figure mm-hmm. this out. Well, by the way, we're, we're going to make it so every policeman retires. So now all of a sudden, instead of having 5,000 5, policemen We've got 4,000 policemen, and we're paying the others as if they're still here, even though they're not still here because they get retired in retirement right away, even though they're 50-something or 40-something, whatever the hell it is. So now we got money pouring out there, so the solution, even Val's solution, is to hire another 2,000 cops. Okay, we're hiring the 2,000 because the 2,000 that are now 45 years old that we're paying anyway, instead of worrying about, okay, what are these guys dealing with all day long? Why have there been nothing but suicides in the police department? There, There is no... There is there is not a speck of thought anywhere. Plus, no, I, the idea no, that somebody the idea that somebody's two time and this this concept of uh, part time employment. How the guy's a Cook County commissioner, and and he, and he still is a consultant for the C- Chicago Teachers Union. We're making a big salary on the side. You know what, Russell? I'm sure it's not illegal, but it sucks. It's something. Yeah, that, it's not. It, it's not right, as my mama would say. Yeah, and I and I and I, I'm thinking. We've got a whole generation of people, and I'm not accusing Matt or anybody. I know this, but somehow or another, this the equation between illegal equals immoral and the other way around is just not. It's not the way the world works on any kind of a. No. And, and I, I honestly believe that all the all of the news is being read by Putin and Z and the knucklehead North Korea and maybe the guy in Saudi Arabia. And they can't wait to distance themselves from us. 
They're saying this, this place oh, is yeah. going. This place is going down. No, it's it's just. I, I, that, and I do think that it's just a lack of. You, you, we haven't had good leadership. And how long has uh, Biden been in office? I don't know. So at least six years, we haven't had good, strong leadership. You know, and and I'm I'm going to start using this phrase a lot. We haven't had you know serious people making decisions in the White House. But at we, we least don't want in the last in the last two two administrations. But we don't want them. We don't want those kind of people. We, I know we didn't want them. And we don't. Oh, and this so. guy, what makes anybody think that this guy? I mean, I'm not I'm not a massive Vallis fan. What makes anybody mm-hmm. think, based on this guy's experience, which has always been in the public era area, weaseling away to get this consulting, never wrote a paycheck that I know of. I mean, I guess I should research more for my mouth, but uh, I don't think he. Now all of a sudden he's going to have what three hundred thousand employees. I mean, yeah. uh, I mean, no, wh- wh- yeah, and so and you know, and it, it, this it 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 you know, this this really is. My huge disappointment with Donald Trump right here is I true and 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 I guess I, I finally reached the point where I'm going to stop looking on the bright side of anything. Seriously, uh, that with respect to Trump, I was like, cool, we got a business guy that's going to go in there. He's got to have some sort of administrative skills, and you know maybe he can bring some logic back to government. Uh, and and unfortunately. He didn't. If anything, he just made it worse and made us backslide into, you know, trusting somebody like Biden, who has been a life, nothing but a lifelong public, you know, going from one elected job to another and soaking up as much cash as he possibly can while he's in those positions. Yeah, Uh, that's that's what we have. Yeah. I mean, that's what we got. We have professional politicians and that's not what we're supposed to be. Well, I was under the, I, I, before the guy was anywhere near elected, Trump. Mm-hmm. I ran into the two separate people that used to say, "Remember when? Uh, well, the, the club's still open, the bar's not. When the, when the LaSalle Club bar used to be open, and you get a lot of people who stayed up in the hotel and used the club when the exchanges were, were busy, and they'd come in and, and they'd sit at the bar. So you got to talk to people from you know people around the country in this little tiny bar. See, mm-hmm. and, and uh, on two occasions, um, I ran into guys that were from New York. And they they couldn't. I mean, if if Trump came in front of their car, they would hit the gas, not the brake. I mean, they all oh, yeah. they all yeah. knew of several yeah. people because these guys are business guys. Whatever you know, whatever that means. Uh, they they all knew of somebody who the best was a guy. He goes, my my buddy. They they got into the tennis court business, and they were, and Trump hired him to put in a tennis court someplace. They were so yeah. ec- they were so ecstatic. They put the thing in. Of course, he didn't get many progress payments or anything. These guys had to go out and get a loan and the whole bit. So they put the tennis court in, and Trump allegedly has somebody say, this, this corners are like an inch off. We're not paying you. Sue us. <laughs> and, like, never gave these kids a, or young guys a dime. You know, and yeah. they, all, they all rattled off a bunch of different places where he threw this person out of. You know, and his, didn't his dad used to, like, throw the old ladies out of the rent control building? I mean, you know, it, it's, it's, yeah. been, it's been just a, a bleep storm the whole life of the guy. And it always was taken advantage. And then when he built the building here, Greg tells me they didn't pay the painters. You guys did a great job, but I'm not paying you. They're just saying you, you painted my buildings enough for your business. You know, blah blah blah. And what he's taking twice as so much water out of the river he's supposed to for the for the uh, air conditioning. You know, I mean, it's just it's it's an entire life of knowing what government's about, who to pay off, who to threaten people because the Justice Department doesn't work for anybody anymore. I don't think unless you're rich. 
Mm. You know, so, I mean, do I want that guy? I mean, is that how to run a place where you're hiring the right people and doing the right stuff and obeying the rules? I don't think that he has anywhere near that skill set. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know of anybody. No, not. I don't know of anybody who does. I mean, I... I mean, I, do I think that this guy has any of the knowledge that Richard J. Daly did of where every dime in the city was coming from? And Richard J. Daly was an odd guy, but he he knew people and he knew good government was good politics. Now, mm-hmm. we were we were in the, uh, what's the, uh, the, the two systems are the, the civil service system and essentially the patronage system, right, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. And I actually, some of the guys at the University of Chicago, and I don't know if, if George Stigler ever wrote Somebody there, boy, boy, oh boy, I wonder, you know, you could probably find this research. Somebody actually did uh, research in Chicago. This had to be in the late 60s, 70s. They actually came out with the conclusion that the patronage system was better than a civil service system. It was more, really? efficient. It was more efficient. You know, and uh, I'm not so sure I wouldn't go down that road either. I mean, it's just like Milton Friedman said that if he could ever have a month where he didn't do anything... I remember him saying this one day in class. Because I'd love to do a huge study. He said it would actually take me more than a month. And at some point, are corporations too big where they become too inefficient? He goes, I think the answer is yes. You know, if you have a, you know, if you have a Johnson & Johnson taking over, like who, who was the big place they took over? Uh, that was the name of A place that was almost as big. He goes, he goes I, don't think, I don't think, I think you lose efficiency when you do that. I bet, he goes, I bet I could prove it too if I just had enough time mm-hmm. to study it. So I'm not, a lot of stuff that, you know, people take for granted. I'm not so sure it's all that true, Russell. I mean, you know that as a, as yeah. A but anyway, no, uh, absolutely, absolutely. SP futures down five, Nasdaq futures down two. We'll come back. I'll get you some of your your market comments and and what the story is with this oil, uh, and maybe why why exactly all these healthcare companies are shooting up the last three days is something I missed. Uh, we'll be right back. Stocks and jacks. How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox, the control freak's guide to life, money, and probability. Luckbox shows you how to factor in the likelihood of success before you commit to an investment or any other life decision. Your brain is smarter than your gut, and that's why you owe it to yourself to read Luckbox. We've made it easy because Luckbox is free for one year at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Each new issue dives deep into the current investing climate, separates the signal from the noise with timely, actionable trading ideas and equips you with savvy investing tactics you don't already know all while exploring how to live your best life through music spirits food sports travel fitness and a whole lot more luckbox is the essential magazine for proactive investors who are hell-bent on controlling their financial futures it's for overachievers and alpha types who don't buy into wall street's investment gurus it's for mavericks who believe in life luxury and the pursuit of happiness it's for you smart investors don't bet on possibilities they play the probabilities luckbox is 7.99 on newsstands, but you can subscribe for 10 free digital issues at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Don't rely on luck. Get luckbox at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Hello, this is Tom Howe, the Chief. We've talked a lot on the show about risk and suitability, about how your portfolio should match your age, income, and risk appetite. It's been hard for investors to maintain that suitability in the last several years due to a Fed strategy that has driven interest rates to virtually zero. You may have even heard that the Fed was trying to drive conservative investors to a riskier portfolio on purpose, for whatever reason. I'm sure you're aware of investors that took some increased risk, such as longer-term fixed-income securities, and are now unhappy with that choice. At PTI, we've always stressed total portfolio risk awareness and tried to minimize chasing returns in a tough environment. 
when now it looks like maybe interest rates are moving more towards historical levels. Everyone needs to be aware of what that continued movement might do to your portfolio, both good and bad. We also have a stock market that seems to have stalled, at least for the short term. I think it is time for everyone to take a serious look at their goals, their risks, and their portfolios. Do they match? If not, we can help. We have a signature protected index program. We have ways to hedge against interest risk. We can make that portfolio right for you again. Go to PTISecurities.com or call us right now. The market can change very rapidly. That's PTISecurities.com. Hi, I'm Audrey Johnson, an owner of Home Source Realty and a frequent contributor to Stocks and Jocks. If you're nervous about the stock market and considering diversification or are looking for a rate of return way better than your banks, consider adding rental properties to your portfolio. Whether it's a condo, single family, or multi-unit building, I can help you select a property that meets your financial needs. Call or text me at 708-349-3456. That's 708-349-3456. Or visit my website at myhomesourcerealty.com. That's myhomesourcerealty.com. Stocks and, jocks. Stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Right here, right now, right here, right now, right now. Hello and welcome back to Stocks and Jocks. I'm Tom Al, Matt Byrne on the board. We've kind of, well, we're not turning mixed. Actually, we were uh, mixed, and now we're, we, we've dropped down here a little bit. Uh, SP futures now down 10, NASDAQ is down 21. This just happened, so most, I'll look to see what just came out. Uh, Dow futures down 5 over in Europe. We've got uh, 10 points is like nothing now in the SP. It's just DAX down 67.4%. Puts you up 24.3%, so different directions there. Kick around down 11.2, so I'd say moderately, moderately the downside in Europe, if it, or mixed. Hang, uh, Nikkei down 474, down 1.7. Uh, Russell's going to have to opine as to why a 50 basis point in- increase in New Zealand interest rates caused a problem here, but it seems like it has. Hang Seng down 134.7%. Shanghai up 16.5%. Uh, yesterday is a way of review. First down day in a while. Dow was down 198. S&P's down 23. NASDAQ down 63. Uh, bonds, uh, not much going on. Down 3 basis points, 3.30. Uh, Bund down 5 basis points, 2.21. Japan down 15, but this is kind of weird. It shot up so much yesterday after the show. Uh, they were over 0.50, and now they're back under that at 0.47. 0.50 supposedly being the top there uh, that the government will allow before they step in. Oil down 2 cents, 80.69. Brent unchanged. Natural gas up 2 cents, 2.13. Our Bob up a penny, 2.75. We've got gold, 6.70, Boy, I never thought I'd say that. Silver down 2 cents, 25.07. Copper unchanged, 396, and I'm happy to say that we've managed to keep our, our covered calls on our gold stuff pretty much out of the way. So we've gotten, gathered almost all this stuff up as is increase up for uh, our clients, so everybody's pretty happy. A Bitcoin up 274, 28,425, and we've got the, the dollar virtually flat here. But we've still got the euro almost at 110, which is the highest of late, and then the British pound at 125. Again, dollar's been down the last few weeks. What do you have for us, Trevi Weather Sports? Yeah, good morning, everyone. Currently 7.35 on April 5th, 2023. Uh, this morning in uh, Chicago, the National Weather Service has issued a severe thunderstorm watch until 11 a.m. Doppler radar indicates that heavy rain and high winds will be making its way downtown within the next hour. That's all part of a squall line coming from the west. In fact, I can actually see it from my window right now. It's moved uh, considerably closer. Heading right for your car. In the last couple of minutes, yeah, it's, it's coming in real fast. Uh, this line actually stretches down all the way to Texas. 
So this, this is a big boy. Uh, those on their morning commute, uh, please stay alert and consider delaying your travel. Right now, though, it's 64 degrees downtown, later on a high of 72. Right now in Phoenix, clear skies, 42 degrees currently, a high of 68 later on, sunny skies for the current forecast. MLB started off this week. Yesterday we saw the Cubs win versus the Reds. Final score, 12-5. to Diamondbacks won as well. They were up against San Diego. Final score, 8-6. to And last night in the NBA, Bulls lose to Hawks, 105-123. to And Suns beat Spurs, 115-94. to So for now, Chief, back to you. Do you realize if this rain keeps up when you come in on Monday... You're gonna have to be doing the flooded river report. I think that's right. I think we will be will be coming live from Waterworld. So you know what you should realize since you live up this way mm. is the Desplaines River at uh, Desplaines Algonquin Road is in flood stage. Oh, definitely. Oh, so, oh yeah. definitely. That's one of the main reasons they took down the old McDonald's there floodplain. They just couldn't have it there. It's uh, yeah. So I mean, Shame, uh, next though. week if we, this rain keeps up, we're gonna have to let us know where all the flood stages are. Definitely, we'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> how's how's that, Russell? For uh, no. You guys have covered everything. Um, yeah. So, the, yeah, the Desplaines River, not so good up there. And uh, so we got, you know, there's a great little, there's a great thing here. You can look on uh, advanced hydrological something surveys, and they have little buoys in, like, every river in the country. And it's, it's in the, you go from green to yellow to orange, and, uh, and it'll, it's pretty pretty amazing how you do this. The uh, Illinois River at Starved Rock is an orange. There you go. You wow. don't you don't want to go red, because you go red, you got trouble. Oh, yeah. So uh, there you go. You learn something every day, Russell. Eh? You know. Uh, yeah, I, I did. I've learned all about the uh, the flooding. Hey, uh, did you happen to listen to uh, Monday's show with um, Young Katie on here? I did. Uh, which, which Young Katie? Uh, Katie, who goes to Loyola. So we talked about you a little okay. bit, and she's in Uh-oh. the neuro- neuropsychology department, and she's uh, had worked for uh, the summer last summer at the University of Minnesota, some research spot. And they came up with uh, some gene, uh, not a therapy yet, for uh, this orphan disease and uh, with not a cure, and they found out the, the gene that sort of causes it. Um, so she's been given a big presentation has now become a pretty hot commodity. She decided to go to Vanderbilt for a year to do research before going to grad school. And because uh, evidently now the grad schools, almost like Harvard Business School, wants you to do a year of research before they accept you. So she's going to go there for a year. Already has a fellowship, and maybe do a little teaching, and then, and then she's going to go to the PhD program someplace. And uh, anyway, she wants to come back on, and I think uh, uh, she might come on on a Wednesday with you and Kevin. She comes in. Oh goodness gracious! Plus, she dre- all dressed up to come in, and I go, "You're the only one dressed up." <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway, it was, really, it was really pretty neat. And uh, so uh, I thought maybe if you get a chance, uh, you know, grab a little bit of Monday show because she was pretty special. And uh, I didn't realize I that Loyola did all. That. Loyola did all that stuff. I mean, she really likes it up there. And uh, mm-hmm. oh yeah, no, I, I'm very aware of, of Loyola being a pretty pretty good school. Unfortunately, it's in Chicago. Yeah, well, you know what's interesting? She goes, <laughs> if you went back 10, 15 years, the 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 leader in the research of this, well, maybe mm-hmm. not the leader, but you know, Chicago was huge. And all of a sudden, they lost a few people, and they just said the hell with it. That's all it takes. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize that. That uh, especially, uh, I've, I've seen that in the academic world where, you know, one or two professors are really pushing uh, some sort of cool program at a school, and they leave, and they basically just take the whole program with them. Yeah, and uh, that's that, and it really does come down to to the people you got more than more than who you are. Well, she says it's all about 
uh, the right people and getting and getting a bunch of money for his research. And if you, yeah. the people sometimes, I guess, maybe is it there? Who, who gets the money? Is it, it can't be? Is it university employees that get the money, or is it the professors? People get the money like for them and the university. How does that work? Or is it could it be either way? Um, it's a combination. But um, you know, if I were if I were to come up with some really cool, you know, idea for improving personal finance in the U.S. and got a, a grant, um, you know, the grant would pretty much go to me, but it also might go to. Uh, me being able to hire a couple of research assistants and, and work on things like that. So in, in that, if you think about it in that case, you know, it enhances my wealth a little bit, but it also allows a couple of people um, to get, you know, more experience. A couple of people that are associated with the university get more experience, and it's not costing the university anything. So in a roundabout way, um, you know, the university is benefiting from that. Well, when I, one of the classes that I, I reference uh, a lot is uh, uh, University of Chicago. You're supposed to take one one course in the business school that wasn't just you know finance or accounting or something, and it and it was like a project sort of course. And the dude who was a professor, he was really bright and boy, mm-hmm. and I know he 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 got a contract, and I'm not so sure. Got a long time ago, Russell. He got a con- uh, a, a grant uh, from Doug government. I don't know what you know which state what. And it essentially was how to judge hospital performance, you know, from hospital to hospital. Because one of the hardest things to do is to try and figure out. I mean, everybody's got the best doctor. Everybody's got a hospital that's good versus a hospital that isn't so good. And there's stories and rumors all over the place, right? So, they, so they charged him. Is there any way? Uh, well, he he must. I'm guessing that's what I'm asking you. Now, would he have applied for something like that, or somebody just was? Or he found out. That there was money looking for a home, and he said, "I'll be the guy," or could it happen either way? Or it was a time. Um, when- there's a there's a database where you can find um, where there are potential grants to apply for. There there there's like a central area that that and and I haven't poked around on it too much at Indiana. Um, I I logged into it a couple of times, just looked around. I don't really have the capacity right now to try to put in for a grant, but it's. Um, you know, it's a certain amount of money gets earmarked by the federal government for certain types of research each year, and you know then they uh, they they ask for proposals. In a nutshell, yeah, because this must have come out of uh, either Medicare or someplace, because it essentially was some sort of a mathematical model to judge hospitals, to compare hospitals, mm-hmm. not judge them, but compare them. And uh, and he was saying how difficult that was because I mean you never really know if somebody. You know, somebody takes takes appendixes out, appendixes that are plural to it. Your appendix out. Yeah, yeah. At, at ten different hospitals. I mean, it's real hard for you and me to judge whether the guy who did it at one place or the lady. It took him twenty minutes, and by the way, it was very not very invasive. Four stitches and they're done. Versus some other guy who's got the hands of a blacksmith and a or a seal yeah. or something, and he's got twelve yeah. stitches and it takes him an hour. I mean, but. So they dug into, I think, kind of if I can remember, was they tried to do a regression analysis on all this stuff. Remember when regression analysis was huge? Regression mm-hmm. analysis was huge. I used to, be, used to be pretty good at that, but I don't think I could do one today if I, my life depended on it, Russell. But uh, they, they got it down to gallbladders, which you can test afterward as whether they really needed to come out or not. And it was, it's like a yes or a no answer, you know. 
That was one of yeah. the. Uh, it was how many times people got poisoned from the cafeteria? Uh, how many people had uh, huge infections from appendectomies? You know, th- these are all like these are binary type, either yes or no answers. Because you have to, otherwise, mm-hmm. you can't really judge. And, he, and he, it took him a while to come up with like six or eight things. It had nothing to do with like who did the best brain surgery. <laughs> it was just it was, uh, you know, normal stuff. And uh, yeah, you know, did people get poisoned or you know? Uh, not poison, dead poison, but food poisoning from the cafeteria. It was. Right. It, I'm saying a lot of this stuff is hard to do, and the money's out there now. Do you think that money came to him or the department or the university? Because I think he, had, he was able to hire a couple people. Um, he probably, you know, the university may have somebody at the university may have uh, heard about that money being available and approached him and said, "You should really consider putting into this." Or he had, you know, research assistants that that were out looking for the money. So it could go either. It really could go either way. And there's a lot of dough just kind of just hanging out there. There is. Well, and and just I I I think it's kind of cool that you've taken me down this road because I'm going to bring the stock or I'm going to bring the jocks part in here. Um, I mean, a lot of universities. uh, will benefit greatly from all that grant money that's floating around, and then. Also, there are a lot of universities that have a lot of patent income as well. Uh, and I think the, uh, the patent income for like the top 15 research schools is about 1.5 billion a year. So these schools are getting 100 million a year um, you know, for, for not even having to put the football team on the field. And 100 million a year is, is what I think the Big Ten schools are getting in their TV money now. So yeah. I find it kind of cool that uh, in reality, there's a lot more money for. If you're a really big university and you had to either choose uh, plowing a bunch of money into, you know, you're a university president, and either want to plow a bunch of money into having a really good football team or try to get some really great researchers to to generate long-term patent income and and get a lot of uh, get a lot you know get a lot of grant money coming into the school. Uh, I would move toward the grant money stuff because I think there there's a you know, a lot more certainty with respect to that, uh, but it's actually more profitable for the school than you know having a great football team. Well, you know, it was uh, part of the uh, why I kind of maybe want to bring her on next time when you're here because uh, she's dying to come back. Um, she absolutely loved it <laughs> coming in here and the whole bit, and uh, she loved she liked Matt. Believe it or not, Matt Byrne. Uh, well, yeah. she doesn't know him very well. You know, that type of thing. Uh, yeah. But what, what I didn't want to scare her away. But I, I felt like saying, okay, now this summer research you're going to do, what if, what if you and you guys, you, you use people there, actually discover something that's a cure or something? Or, or uh, I don't think they're at that stage yet, but uh, mm-hmm. I mean, who, who gets the dough? I mean, when she's given these presentations at Stanford and Harvard in the last it, few months, it, it, now the question is, her, on her. It but, depends on her affiliation at the time and, and what her deal is. Well, right now, I'm, I'm going to say it's. She was with a group that got hired at the University of Minnesota. I'm sure it's the Minnesota's work product. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wonder if now, if if uh, well, she's a friend, uh, but when she goes to do the, do some year of research at a place, I mean, I guess you know, I'm not, I'm not this is none of my business with her. But uh, should he have, should she ever lawyer with her? Say, okay, where am I on the <laughs> chain? Where, where, what if this becomes the next you know Viagra? Which it won't be because it'd be some mental drug. But uh, yeah, I mean, what are you anywhere in this on this chain? Are you are you half a one percent? Are you a zero or or just 
you're just out. I mean, I, how does that even work? I mean, how far down the chain does it go? I'm, I'm thinking it doesn't. I, be- I honestly, I think it, it because um, her research is being facilitated by the university, um, that uh, she's not going to make out like a bandit if she cures brain cancer. No, I don't think she makes anything. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think there's a happy medium in there. Um, where she's not going to, you know what, she's not going to make money like she would if she were with an independent biotech firm that gave her shares and she cures the same thing. Well, what, uh, at all. I'm going I'm I'm <laughs> to I'm I'm jump you with this. You're the only guy I might know the answer. Didn't, uh, when Google went public, didn't Stanford own like 20 some percent of Google because they, did I think, st- I do think Stanford had, um, I do think Stanford had. What did you just uh, do? All of a sudden, we can hear you way better. Uh, uh, I, kind of magic, I moved I to look something up on the computer. <laughs> okay, well, now you sound great. For a minute, you weren't. Okay. Uh, so what, I mean, uh, so the, the people who 20 years ago. Yeah, when, when, they, went, uh, yeah, when they went public uh, and Stanford sold their shares pretty early, um, they, got, they got 10%. Um, or they, yeah, they got. I think they got ten ten percent or so of the company, and um, was able to. They 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 got. They did very well. We'll just put it that way, without trying to read through all of this stuff. But, but, uh, but if, Stanford, if if you were some Stanford Stanford got a lot of shares. But if you were some mope who was just some summer was writing a lot of the code, are they going to try and find you and give you a check? Or, or I, I doubt it. I severely doubt it. This kind of makes you and, wonder. And I would, I would, I would assume that's how they they probably negotiated that one. If they created um, Sergey and the other guy cre- used all Stanford equipment and Stanford offices and all of their facilities to create Google, I'm sure this was part of the uh, part of the deal that they were able to cash in as well. Okay, so there is yeah. some negotiation at yeah. some level, but the the actual the actual yeah. sc- uh, the scrub. I, I get. I guess I got to go in and get a grant. And then I'll let you know how it goes. Well, I mean, you, 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 you've, uh, I don't want to, well, I guess I will anyway. Uh, uh-huh. I mean, you've written a couple of very successful books. Uh, when I say successful, yeah. they weren't, they're terrific in their field. They're not, they're not bestsellers. I'm not, make, I'm not making money off of them. That's for darn sure. Um, but like Milton so. Friedman wrote, well, he and Claire Friedland wrote basically the Bible on monetary policy. It was the economic history, or the monetary history of the United States. Up until was it nineteen fifty nine or six fifty nine? I think. Now I'm going to say that every one of the how they even got all that stuff. You, I'm sure you've seen that book and and probably tried to read a chapter and fallen asleep. But every every one of the graphs charts on there uh, had to be a month's work for somebody. I mean, how do you? Oh f- yeah. How do you yeah, figure out what? Yeah. They didn't have the computers. Well, even if you did, I, I it, could you go back and find out? How much hot money there was in Kansas in uh, in 1865? I mean, uh, I doubt if that's. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know if you can Google that. Yeah. I mean, maybe you can, but I mean, all all those people did all that work. Now, I don't think I'll bet he didn't make any money on the book either. But you know, maybe he did. But uh, that doesn't that doesn't filter down, does it? Um, I don't really know. I'm not. I'm, I honestly, I'm not 100 percent sure on that one. All right, uh, you're our China expert. Last week we had a bunch of questions on China, their debt, uh, the Silk Road, the dollar-denominated debt. They're talking about some of their banks, their mid-level banks are in trouble. Uh, mm-hmm. 
is there a summation there other than maybe we shouldn't invest over there right now? But well, I I I think you know there China's yeah China's trying to get everybody to start using the yuan to um, transact with them and and circumvent the dollar and. I think that I don't think China has as much has as many dollars as anybody as everybody else thinks they have. I think they pissed it away on this Belt and Road Initiative where they've made loans that are not being paid back, and now they have you know big properties in other parts of the world. But you know, big deal if you can't service them, if you can't get your boats there, etc. So I I I think China's in a lot more trouble than you know, you know the talking heads who are telling us that we should be investing in China. They got demographic issues. Uh, their biggest customer in the world is us, and we're, you know, and and we seem to be uh, going in a trend where we're buying less and less and less from them. And there are U.S. companies that are quietly, uh, basically, you know, quietly moving some of their manufacturing away from China, uh, so they don't have supply chain issues again in the future, like they they did, you know, around the COVID situation. Uh, Apple has been, I know Apple's going to start making some of their iPhones in India, and it's kind of funny, they're doing that, and then at the same time, uh, you see Tim Cook uh, out there saying positive things about China, and I think he's playing the exact same thing, uh, I think he's lying, I'll I'll just say Oh, come on, now he's a politician? Yeah, well, no, I think he's lying, I think, but but you don't want to, you don't want to make them mad. You know, you don't. It, I mean, if you're really going to try to pull out of China and go somewhere else, uh, you want to do it quietly, because um, it, we see how they treat business people over there. Yeah, not well, especially when you make them mad. Um, so I, I, I think China's in a lot more trouble than the rest of the world uh, than than the average investor thinks. And I sure wouldn't be putting money in there. In fact, I. We hardly ever talk positions, but I'm talking my book. Um, I've had a short China, long Vietnam, long India position on for a while that's doing very well on both sides of it. Wow. Um, because, just because of that shift. I would say that I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be I'm, I'm making money on the, I, I'm break even on the India, I'm making money on, on the Vietnam, and I'm making money on the short China. Yeah, that, that does not, had, that sort of does not surprise me. What, uh, what do you think of, of the, the uh, oil thing. I mean, I mean God. the oil the oil thing absolutely blew me away. So you know, I saw the OPEC plus announcements uh, like on Saturday, and you know, and and like other people like myself, I, instead of watching golf at five o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday, I'm checking the opening futures markets and I'm watching uh, the Bloomberg Asia report, and you know, oil spiked right up by about five bucks or so. And I'm sitting here thinking, this is going to be awful for U.S. stocks. And U.S. stocks just blew it off. Absolutely. You know, you could, you know, opened up down a bit Sunday night. And, uh, you know, I expected when I woke up Monday morning to see, like, this avalanche-looking chart where, uh, you know, U.S. stock futures, China stock futures as well, because I think higher oil prices is even worse for them than it is for us. Um, but I, it, when something like that can't knock stock prices down. Uh, you you, you got to question what's gonna. Well, I think we we have, uh, and I've mentioned this before, and boy, I'm sure it's all. I'm not 100 percent true here, but we just went through a situation, Russell, where we shut the whole place down. 
And I would say that 20 years ago, if you and I were sitting in a class and uh, somebody from the Institute who was above us said, what happens to the market if you shut the country down? I'm going to say both of us would have said, boy, I think we might be down some. Uh, yeah, I'd be down 25, 30%. And, uh, but we didn't, we didn't realize is that the, the central banks of the world, and ours for sure, are, are essentially they're, 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 they're dancing on the head of a pin with the same fat guy who used to run the Weimar Republic. Yeah. That the yeah. idea is you're just going to throw a bunch of money at this and make people feel that they still have the dough. Inflate the hell out of a place. You worry about that later, if ever. Lie on the CPI numbers and then worry about it later. That's that's the drill. So in the last, like with this banking thing, <laughs> I mean, you might say that was a problem too because the inflation has caused every bank now to have uh, fixed certificates of some kind in the place, mostly U.S. bonds. They're now worth less than they paid for. I mean, not dramatically, but, yeah. but enough to where it's a problem. So, but the unhesitatingly. In two weeks, threw four hundred and some billion dollars back on the balance sheet. So no, no matter what happens, Russell. Now, people are actually they're convinced, not just the old joke on the floor, "Bad news is good news." From years ago, they're convinced it's actually true. And you know what? With this Fed, they're right. If, if any, yeah. a, anything, anything yeah. bad happens, you want to buy the market, not sell it. Which is, I don't know how far that goes. I mean, at, at some place. The, the warning cliff ahead sign might or might actually be a cliff. Uh, it hasn't happened so far, obviously, but uh, I mean, China, they're, they're in debt. We're in debt. Japan's in debt. Yeah. European banks, the ECB has, God knows how many, how many bonds from countries that are never going to pay the crap back that they bought at, you know, 150 or sitting on their balance sheet at 80, uh, not seeming to care. And, and why, if you're Matt Burns' age, or even if you're 35, and this is all you've seen, why would you listen to you and me saying this is danger? There's no danger. Yeah. Yeah, and it's and it's it's almost like the the chicken little type thing where that you know that there's that we've been saying the same kind of stuff over and over again, and it hasn't really you know had a, a truly dramatically negative effect on the world. That you know they're they're like you guys are old and you have no clue what you're talking about. Although I I fought that one with inflation forever and now I win. All yeah. the students know that I knew what I was talking about. Well, um, but it's still not anywhere yeah. near. They're not they're not admitting to you as high as it is. So mm-hmm. you get you got a minor win because the referees are on the other side. Yeah, <laughs> a minor win. Well, they're they're conceding well, you five percent when you know it's ten. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the idea is we we're we're convinced that that debt is not a problem. And then, by the way, we hire people that tell us that, or we we elect people to tell us that. We just did that yeah. again in Chicago. You know, we just did it again here. Yeah. He's a guy who says, "I'm yeah. going to go out and raise taxes to people. I'm not going to worry about if they leave town. You know, and I'm not aware. I don't care if, if, <laughs> don't the, let, if the business don't let leave. the door hit. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Yeah, and all um, of a sudden, same everybody's thing, gonna, same thing happened in my hometown of Memphis. And the the city schools, they they had city schools, and then they had, instead of suburban schools, they had county school system, which was all the suburbs of Memphis. And so many people moved out of Memphis, the tax base got so poor that the county, they had to merge the city schools into the county schools because they didn't have enough money to run the city schools anymore. Well, we're close to that here, I think. Yeah, well, it's... um, Anyway, Russell, take care of yourself. Uh, talk at you I'll next week. Best. Have a nice weekend. Uh, SP All Futures right. down 9. NASDAQ Futures down 20. Back uh, tomorrow. Stocks and Jacks. 
Stocks and Jocks is brought to you by PTI Securities and Futures. Go to PTISecurities.com. PTI ProDirect. Trade for as low as a penny per share and a dollar per option contract. Learn more at PTIProDirect.com. Nadex. Offering an intuitive way to trade the financial markets. Visit Nadex.com. Home Source Realty. Call Audrey Johnson at 708-349-3456. Hamzi Analytics. Listen to Fari Hamzi every other Thursday and visit HamziAnalytics.com. Cairo Med. Back or neck pain? Schedule a complimentary consultation by calling 708-403-2727. DAX Research. Tune in for David Andelman's technical analysis on Mondays and Thursdays and call 1-800-821-4968. I hate goodbyes. <laughs> <laughs>